Hi, I'm Jane Hilsden, marketing consultant and founder of Dragonfly Marketing. Welcome to this episode of the How To Do Marketing Show, a no-nonsense podcast about marketing for small business. It's our mission at Dragonfly Marketing to put marketing on the agenda for every regionally based small business in Australia. Why? Because we know that when marketing is done properly, it can help your business grow. We believe small businesses are the backbone of our nation. When your business grows, it benefits not only you and your family, it benefits your whole community. Small businesses create a vibrant and connected economy. We employ local people, we donate to local charities, and we work together to build resilient and thriving regional communities. The How To Do Marketing Show is a podcast just for you and your small business. Bursting with marketing insight and information, this show will be a fabulous resource to help you know all there is to know about the topic of marketing for small business. And now to introduce this episode's guest. Leonie Cutts is an enthusiastic professional facilitator and coach. She is also co-creator and author of training books and products and a co-founding director of CCS Corporation with her husband, Craig. Now, one of the products that she has co-developed is called the Compatibility Communication System, which is where the CCS comes from. And this is a communication tool that helps create open and honest communication. And it's been used by thousands of trainers and coaches and learning exports, uh, experts all around the world. Leonie's superpower is to draw out people's strengths to help them grow personally and to contribute to organisational intelligence. So a lot of Leonie and Craig's work had involved people either using their products in face-to-face sessions or Leonie facilitating sessions face-to-face with her products. So you can imagine when COVID hit last year, Leonie and Craig's business took a big hit. It was at this point that Leonie knew that she had to do something differently. She had always um, seen, had kind of marketing in the back of her mind as she was working on her business, but she kind of never really had a catalyst or a compelling reason to invest in it. She wasn't really sure what was involved and she didn't really want to waste any time or money in something that could potentially not directly impact her bottom line. But when COVID hit, revenue declined and the catalyst was there. Again, I met Leonie on an online Business Chicks member meetup and shortly after, Leonie became a member of the How To Do Marketing Academy. While Leonie had some great marketing foundations, so she had a great website, she did have a really, um, and does have a really reputable brand, it was time to start getting Leonie and the CCS brand much more widely known. And in this interview, you're going to hear how we are doing just that. Hello, Leonie, and welcome to the How To Do Marketing Show. Hi, Jane. Glad to be here. Thank you for asking me. Always a pleasure to chat to you. Now, before we kick off with our discussion around your experience with marketing, I would love for you to share with our listeners a little bit more about your business, CCS Corporation. Can you just 
run through what CCS Corporation is all about, who you help, how you help them and all the rest. Thank you. Yeah. So CCS Corporation, so CCS stands for Compatibility Communication System, which uh, the reason for the title is that it came from a game that we created about 20 years ago called Compatibility. So that was our, our kind of our basis. And we are the makers of the CCS cards. So the Compatibility Communication System cards. So, and they're used as a tool really to help people have open and honest communication. So wherever that's needed. So what we've found is it's, it's actually incredibly useful in a diverse uh, number of areas. So we've, we've used it in the corporate world, uh, for team building, vision creation, eliciting values. We've used it in schools. We've created products with Relationships Australia. Our latest product development has been in the aged care market. And we're currently working with the men's table to have, again, help people to have that really open and honest dialogue. Yeah, fantastic. And can you explain how these CCS cards actually do that? So, and it's so wonderful to see that there is, and, and I guess no surprises that there is that need, um, that diverse range of, of people and, and groups that can use some facilitation and some help to actually open up communication and, and help people kind of mm -hmm. articulate what they're thinking or better communicate what they're thinking. But how do the cards do this? How do CC, the, the CCS cards actually do mm -hmm. that? Mm -hmm. So really, it's a really simple tool. It's a, a selection of 53 photographs, illustrations and words. And what we know, and also the other, the other key thing is that every person has the same pack of cards. So when we were in our early stages of development, we had a number of people mentor and give us advice and, and some input. And one of those people was Dr. Stephanie Burns. And she said a really interesting thing. She said, what the cards do, because everyone has the same pack of cards, is it levels the playing field. So what you automatically have is you have this equality across the board. It also has um, just recently working with people in that, that working dyslexia, so we're talking about neurodiversity, and they said how important images are for people with dyslexia, but also when we're thinking about people that will think in, in different ways. And so any tools that we can have that help us articulate ourselves a little bit more succinctly and clearly, then the better that is. So it's like a, a number of different layers that really helps people open up that communication. So when we create visions, for example, in a team situation, often people get stuck because they wordsmith and they're like, well, I don't know about this word, I don't know about that. But by having a tool like the images and when we're all working together, we can really quickly get to a place where we can create agreement and alignment. Yeah, and 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 I know where I've used cards like that. That's that's exactly been the the scenario where we've been trying to kind of as a group express maybe how we feel about a particular topic. And so you've got a whole bunch of cards, images, and words, and those sorts of things around the room, and the facilitator mm -hmm. will say go and pick the images that represent this particular feeling or this particular notion or concept to you. And so then mm -hmm. you might go and pick your three different cards and then you've got to come back and say, yep. well, I chose the rainbow because 
for me, you know, I'm really optimistic about this or I see that there's hope or I see that this is a really, you know, colourful opportunity. And so just by explaining the image, I'm kind of explaining my thoughts and processes around the the particular concept. And, And I agree, like perhaps if you would have said, explain in, you know, corporate language exactly what you feel that this should be, that's right. You'd, you'd want to try and you'd try and um, put corporate terminology around that or say the perfect thing, but by just explaining what a rainbow means to you in the context, yeah. that, that really helps. So, yes, yeah, a fantastic tool. And, and obviously I've been working with you for a, a while now with your marketing, and so I've heard about lots of the different lots of the different applications for the cards and how effective they can be. But then you've also got a whole bunch of other products as well that, that you work with, with organisations. So, but why did you start this business in the first place, Leonie? What was the catalyst of, of starting this business and coming up with these products for, for these, these people? Well, the catalyst was probably my partner who would always come up with games, <laughs> came home one night and said, had this idea of, you know, he'd seen a focus group using images and thought, would similar people put similar cards down? So he created, he'd cut out in newspapers and magazines and made two image decks exactly the same and said, okay, try this out. What are five cards? Pick five cards that show what love means to you. And I did that. And he did it and we found we had some matches and had some amazing conversations. So that's where the board game came from. And we were both from education and training backgrounds. So when we would play the game, we would notice that people had different conversations. Like we would end up with conversations that you go, oh, my gosh, we would never have talked about this if we were not doing having this game. So we knew there was more to it. So I guess from, you know, from my perspective, it was really about the connection that was created in a really short space of time and how people became, it was like the layers, you know, that sometimes can take quite a significant amount of time to peel off. It's like that just happened really quickly. So for me, that was just a, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. And how do we help people do this? And where is this necessary? Yeah. So henceforth, not just so from the game, it's gone into the corporate products and and beyond. Yeah. So in all different, always looking for, you know, little different areas where we can create and add value in other areas. Yeah, yeah. And I love that. I love the idea that by simply approaching a situation like this where you've got these these images, as you say, that, that end up being quite the leveller because even if you've got the CEO as well as the, you know, clerical staff in the room, everybody's got the same pack of cards to work with and then everyone's got their individual interpretation of a, a concept at work. And, and I love that, um, the way you're describing that in terms of it, it is such a leveller Um, but it's also a really great way to peel off all those layers of the onion so quickly to actually get to the to the heart of a subject rather than kind of just bounce around with 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 words and ideas that perhaps people would be a little bit shy to share you know if they were just asked for their for their opinions Um, when Mm. they're just talking through a different image and and how what that means to them it becomes less threatening I guess and so that's what a great great tool and and as you say anything I think that that creates the opportunity to connect um, connect human beings um, and, and really enhance those communication pathways 
is, I guess, you know, valuable to, to so many groups and so many communities and, and, and so many businesses. So I can understand why that got you very excited and you went off and started your own business with your husband, which is always exciting as well. So then you guys plugged away and because obviously it's a really, really great product and so it's and 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 some of the other products that, that you've um, developed along the way are fantastic products as well. So so organically you managed to build quite a bit of success just because it was a great product. Um, and you knew a lot of people kind of within the industry. And as you say, you kind of both from that education training background. So, you know, combination of them both, you get the business up and running. And then at some point you went, do you know what? I think we need, we've got it to where we can get it to. Mm-hmm. Now we need a little bit of extra help from the marketing side of things. And it's not like you hadn't done any marketing. You'd got the website up and running. You know, you, you, I think you, you already had your kind of LinkedIn profile happening and you had bits and bobs all, all happening there. What, was what kind of made you reach out and go, okay, now I actually just want to get some marketing advice from a marketing person. What what was the catalyst there? So a couple of things from that. First of all, I think that we, our business was a little bit different. So you're right. It was definitely when we moved into the corporate market, it was lots of word of mouth. We probably put in a good couple of years of doing all the the proper business things, you know, meeting people and presenting. And then it was lots of word of mouth. And because we had on the other side of our business was the creation of board games. So we actually ended up, we've gone on to create about 20 different board games. So there was always, it always felt like if there wasn't stuff happening in the corporate world, there was, you know, we got some royalties and things from the the board game. So you were always, we were chugging along and our joy and happy place was creation and you know, just being able to do what we do, you know. So I just, as I think many small business people are, it's like I just love, you know, as me, facilitator and coach, I love being a practitioner. I love being with people. I love doing what I do. And we also love creating. And I think like, so to be honest, we've been, we've been in business for 20 years, over 20 years. So it's a bit embarrassing, Jane, when I go, how long was it last year? So what did it, what did it take for me to uh, approach a marketing person? Oh my gosh. So I think as uh, you know, there's the phrase, we do more to avoid pain than we do to seek pleasure. So when something very painful happens, we tend to take action. So that's exactly what happened in 2020, not just for me, but I'm sure a lot of other people as well, that COVID hits. And what do, what do we find? First of all, we have a face-to-face tool that people buy. Well, suddenly there's zero sales. So, oh my gosh, no longer are we face-to-face. So, and as a facilitator as well, I'm going, my happy place had absolutely been taken away because it's, it's in the room with people. So it was, it was this combination of things. And look, to be honest, for many, many years, it's that same thing. It's that niggling pain. I was the little frog in the, in the little pot of water that they talk about that ultimately gets boiled because it doesn't know to hop out. So literally I've been going, I know we have to do things differently. I know we have to do things differently. So then it was then the combination of knowing that for many, many years to then massive pain last year of going, whoa, okay, no, we really have to do things very differently. And yeah, so henceforth we, because of COVID, so so it's a funny how the worlds collide. So, you know, like, so, you know, I'm a person who loves connections. So 
COVID hits, I don't have connection, I go on every single thing that I possibly can join to go, hello, people, are there people out there? <laughs> and, that's, and that's where you and I met. So at, at the, um, actually, the Business Chicks Marketing. and meetup, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just one of the meetups. So we're all just sharing our stories. Yeah. And obviously I met you and I went, here is someone who I just really like. You were just a genuine, authentic, nice person. And I, I th- it was really funny. It's, 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 we often find this with the cards too. It's a similarity effect. You know, when you feel like someone is like you, you go, yeah. I just feel connection. So the fact you were rural as well. Yes. And I went, yes. oh, I want to connect with Jane. So yes. let's yes. see where that can go. And I remember getting off the call and I think I said to Craig, I went, okay, met this Jane girl and she does marketing and I just know we need to do something differently. So I want to pick up the conversation. Yes. Oh God, love you. And, and we went on, I think we went on to connect um, on LinkedIn afterwards. Mm-hmm. And it was a couple of, I think it was a couple of months after that we'd actually had that initial connection on um, the, the, the meetup. And these are like, these are um, meetups just to, to explain the concept of them. Uh, these were meetups that they were like little mini networking events that business chicks were holding for their premium members. And like, mm. I don't know, 20 or 30 people would, t- would come um, and I was like you, you know, um, really desperate to, to connect with people and, and build relationships and all the rest. And, yes, I remember connecting with you and going, oh, she's also in regional Australia, yay. Um, <laughs> and uh, then, and then yes, obviously being delighted when, when we spoke. Well, maybe it wasn't a couple of months. Maybe it was only a couple of weeks later, um, which, which was great. And then we've been working together since, since then um, because Leonie's one of my um, wonderful Academy members. So it took you a long time to get to the point, and I love your analogy there about we avoid pain more than we do, you know, we go, we go to more measures to avoid pain than we do to seek pleasure. Um, what were some of the hesitations that were holding you back? So you knew you had to do a bit of marketing because so many mm-hmm. businesses find themselves in this situation. They kind of leave it until the last minute and then they'll generally jump on the marketing call when they're, that's right, when their sales are all the way down or they, mm. you know, something's happened, a key person's left the business or a, com- a competitor's moved to town or whatever the case may be. But marketing takes a while to wind up, and I'm sure you would have experienced mm. that with, with the academy. Marketing's not generally something. You can switch on tactical marketing techniques very quickly. Sure, you can just go and switch on your Google AdWords and start running Facebook ads quite quickly. Um, but if you're taking a holistic and strategic approach to your marketing for a more sustainable result, that's not something that just switches on really, really quickly. Um, so what were some of the hesitations that, that you had around kind of going down the marketing? Like why, why did you think it would be a little bit painful and like no offense taken, (laughs) a lot of people, a lot of people feel that it's a, it's one of those things where it's a bit of a dark art. They're not sure (laughs) if they, you know, spend money in this space where it's actually going to make any difference, you know, there's a lot of stories of a lot of cowboys and there's, and marketing such a broad topic. Like there's so many in, you know, quote marks marketers out there who, who can, you know, or can all solve all the problems of the world. It's hard to choose. Like, where do you start? There's that confusion, but what, what was it for you? What, what kept you from investing in marketing? Do you think to begin with? 
I think because I'm very much about connection and, and the personal touch. And because we had, I guess, a base of clients and we were, you know, we, I, I guess, again, maybe like many small businesses, you go, we're happy with what we have. And, you, you know, I don't, need, I don't need to be, you know, the next, you know, I don't, I don't need Which to be massive. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So it's like what... A, and it's balancing that because it's like what I guess anyway. So that's probably why uh, we just did it ourselves. But also, I guess in the back of my mind, it was it always is this thing that feels like, and potentially we've dabbled in it before a little bit. Is uh, you know massive investment for absolutely unguaranteed. You know what am I going to get? Yeah. Which, yeah, so that, that was probably my biggest thing. It's going, well, I'm not going to pay someone to go and put stuff out there. And they don't really know us. They don't know what they're, what they're doing. And I'm going to give you loads of money. And then particularly when the pain hit last year, I'm going, well, we literally don't have we a gazillion have dollars to go and yeah. throw away, which yeah. is why I, I said to you when we had our first call about the academy, I'm like, Jane, that is brilliant. Because it just hits the nail on the head, I think, for small business owners just to go, it's not a hefty investment and it empowers us to do, just do better in that space. So it's been a gift. Oh, that's so wonderful to hear. It's so, so wonderful to hear. And, and, and I think from a sustainability point of view, you know, for a lot of businesses who do either have the desire to to either do the marketing themselves or to even if they're going to pay someone else to do it for them, to just have an understanding of how it works so that it's not this mm. dark art, so that they can make a decision around, well, okay, if I understand what needs to be done with my marketing, then I can kind of go, right, well, I, I probably just need to get an agency or a copywriter or a, a junior, you know, support person who can just, you know, rattle out these kind of things for me under my direction or or whatever the case may be. But until you kind of sit back and, and, and look at the situation cohesively and go, right, well, where am I? What is it that we're trying to do? Who is it that we're trying to kind of work with and serve? Um, and how can we best kind of get get our message in front of them? You really you're guessing, you know, you're stabbing stabbing in the in the dark. And um, you guys had obviously done a really really good job of getting that 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 website done, and and clearly have a good understanding of of how human connection and communication works because your website had some really great details and some good stories and some videos and all those sorts of things. So you had a great foundation, which was great. What we needed to do with your marketing was really just take it from your existing networks and introduce you to more people. But we don't have a massive budget. In fact, I feel like we had very little budget, which is absolutely like most small businesses do. You know, no one's got 100000 kind of just sitting around waiting to be, to be spent in the world of small business. Um, so we needed to make sure that we had some really considered activities, but that means that means that we're going to have time when we don't. We're going to need time when we don't have the hundreds of thousands of dollars just to go and plaster every billboard, plaster out you know hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of Facebook ads and all the rest. 
it means that we're going to just take time and, and you know, effort to actually get the message out there slowly but, but surely. So, yeah, I think that's a, a, a really good point that you make there in terms of that, that you don't have money to waste and particularly in your situation in, in, in COVID, in so many businesses, in my situation, no one had spare change to just go and, you know, um, piss up the wall, so to speak. Um, so, yes, no, that's a very valid, valid hesitation. So before you started with the Academy, you'd obviously, as I said, you'd done a great job of your website and you'd got quite a few, you know, you'd done some videos and you'd got quite a few things, you know, going. What did you think? What were your perceptions around what marketing might involve? Like when you thought of marketing, what did you think? If I go to a marketing person, these are the things they're going to get me to do or, or they're going to say that they need to do. Did you have any perceptions around what it might involve? Um, I guess I thought, well, you always package advertising and marketing together, yes. I guess. So it, it was a little bit around that, going how do I, yeah. So I'd probably have said that. And when you and say advertising, did you think like social media advertising or did you think? Yeah, um, yeah so anything, like anything. Advertising? Yeah. Like, yeah, just that that advertising piece. Yep, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that does make up a fair point, a, a fair proportion of, of, of small business marketing. Yeah, so that's probably where I went more or else it was. And again, I feel like, and I can't, sorry, I can't put my finger on what we did, but I kind of remember doing something where we did invest a significant amount and it really was a no guarantee. So I had that, I had that sense lingering on of going, I just know that it's this money pit that you put money into and, and no, but if nothing happens, well, and maybe actually that was a PR person. But I probably right. packed it. So this was in the past that you'd done. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Okay, yes, yes, yeah. Hard. Well, yeah, it can be sometimes a bit hard to measure with, with those sorts of things. So, okay, great. Um, so the first thing that we did when we, when we started working with you on the Academy, it's with all, with all of the members, is we actually, before we even got thinking about any of the tactics, such as, you know, the social media marketing or anything like that, we actually developed a really simple strategy. So you and I had a, you know, one-to-one session where we discussed, you know, what your business priorities were, who it is you're trying to target, you know, who else is in the market and, and, and those sorts of strategic considerations. Had this been a process that you had done before from the marketing point of view and were there, were, or even from a kind of business point of view, maybe not, not necessarily just marketing, but, but had you kind of thought about those considerations before? And if, you, and if you hadn't, or even if you had, were there any kind of additional aha moments that as part of this strategic process you went, oh, okay, like, okay, I, I get it. I get that now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... Well, the first answer is no, which is embarrassing. So, no, no, don't worry. <laughs> no, not, not a lot of businesses have. In fact, <laughs> I don't think I've had a small business that I've worked with that has. So, that's fine. Don't worry. Yeah. So, I think what was really interesting because in my life before 
you know, creating our own business, I did work for a company and I was in a management role. And my, one of my loves was actually the numbers, which is weird because that's not like me, but at the, but I guess it was more just going, yay, like this is what we did. So we check our sales and we check our things. And I used to absolutely love that. And it's really interesting in our business, while there's been times we've sort of tried that I think we just get excited we go make stuff and we do stuff and we that feels good so (laughs) you know as long as we can put food on the table yay happy days so what was interesting when we had our conversation was it was like it reunited that peace and going oh okay so now I can see like if I do this and I get that then you just get that little boost so I'm I'm going to say this might be wrong, but our little, the little dopamine kick that we get, you know, when you get the little boop in your body, the little <laughs> endorphin high that, uh, that we get. Yeah. So that was one. But do you know what? I, I want to share. I think my biggest aha initially was your, I don't know if you intentionally did this, but what you helped me do was reframe LinkedIn. Right. So, so for me, I, I guess I've always just, uh, like my initial response, I know when LinkedIn kind of in the early, early days, I had someone approach me and say, do you want to join me on LinkedIn? And I'm like, are you kidding me? No. <laughs> like I, I do not like any of those things. Like I really do not like it. And I know we talked about Facebook as well recently and I'm like, I have a visceral response to Facebook. I know, I was going to say, and you just, do not yeah. like Facebook. Yes. <laughs> I feel, I feel yeah. like green eggs and ham, you know. I do yes. not like it, Sam, I am. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, so what you helped me do and, and potentially COVID helped as well because when you're forced into a situation, you know, the absence of alternatives clears the mind beautifully. Yes. So that's what, you know, maybe it was the combination of both of you saying, you know, well, here's the thing, let's just focus on LinkedIn for a start and we want to look at building connections and and you may have said something like you know it's it's a really nice way like you may not feel comfortable just meeting someone in a room and going up and saying hi but on LinkedIn it's kind of easier so what I did after that was every single meeting that I went to online I'd look at everyone's name and I'd write it down and I then I'd tap something out and for me I guess the important thing is always about being genuine like it's like I did meet you like I did meet you I did see you I did listen to your comments and I do want to connect with you I'm not just going to throw out you know and I guess on LinkedIn you see it too with the sales thing where you get those sales emails of which I've had a lot lately where the person if they don't know me they've just put me in there and they go how can I help you in your business and you go okay you have not qualified to ask me, yeah. how can I help you in your business? You don't even know me. That just annoys me knowing. So yeah. I do not want to be that person. So yeah. I guess that was, but helping me reframe LinkedIn and from that, it's, and it's been really interesting. So I've had now some people that I've started to develop really beautiful relationships with. Again, not necessarily going, I'm going to sell you anything, but wow, I guess I'm always open to, what's out there, what possibilities are there. And to me, that just excites me. So from a marketing numbers perspective, I'm not sure it hits the nail on the head there, but it's, but does it make my world richer? Yes, it does. And, you know, and like you say, even I guess from a marketing head, you know, the, the big funnel, the awareness, you know, maybe there's just a couple more people out there that go, actually, I met Leonie and she does this. And yeah, yeah. You might be someone you talk to, but that's, it's certainly not, even my intention, and that helps me to do it more authentically in the way that I need to do it. Yes, 
Yes, yeah, and I love that. And I love, um, I love that the the the, strat- the strategic side of thing reignited your love for numbers because I think like it almost goes back to your point around being worried that the marketing is just this pit of the unknown and, uh, you know, let's all get creative and start colouring in and, you know, rebrand the logo. and I would have been all right with that. Make some new photos and all of that sort of stuff. And it's like, you know, yeah, sometimes that that is what marketing involves. That's, That's probably more the branding side of things, but... But the strategic process is is 100% there to go, what is it that you're trying to do in your business and where what do we need to wrap the marketing goals and objectives around from a business perspective? So, okay, you know, yes, the majority of the time businesses want to increase their sales, but you don't just turn turn that on. You don't just go, right, world, I'm ready to increase, you know, to, for my sales to increase. So if everyone would just like to pay attention to me, you know, there's a process that where we take people on the journey of um, getting to know us, getting to find out a little bit more about us and and how, you know, we might fit into somebody's world or fit into somebody's business and then you know, they, they can buy from us and, and or they, they'll trust us enough to buy from us. And I had a, a retainer client who started with me, I don't know, three months ago and I asked her um, when she, and I knew her because, in, you know, she's, she's from, from um, Port Macquarie and everyone kind of knows everyone-ish. Um, but I said to her, oh, what, you know, what made you think of me? Like, why did you think of picking up the phone? And she said, oh, I've seen your stuff for years. I've been following your stuff for years. And it's just now that we've needed, you know. And so for me, that just goes, sometimes that that funnel can take years to percolate, years. Yeah. Yeah. So the importance of making sure that you are there and introducing yourself now and this this person would have gone she's not someone that I had worked with directly or or whatever so for her she really did have to go through that process of getting to know me getting to like me but then also being ready to buy you know and Mm -hmm. then and then it's then it's you know a, a fairly straightforward process from from there but yes you're you're absolutely right and I think LinkedIn um, and you've, and we'll talk about this next, but you've, you've, the majority of the work that you're doing from your marketing point of view is on LinkedIn and you've done it beautifully, which is a perfect segue. Once we've kind of developed your, your strategy and we worked out that it is very, you know, relevant or the majority of the opportunity kind of sat within that corporate space, um, mm-hmm. or that, that, that kind of business to business space, um, so we identified LinkedIn as as a as as a channel for this. Um, you picked picked up the reins and ran with it. And I love your point around it's not just about the numbers on LinkedIn. It's not just about getting the numbers. It's actually about about creating those genuine connections. We use numbers in LinkedIn to help keep us accountable to help keep us Hmm. on the platform and going back and making sure that even when we get busy or even when we feel like we've created enough traction there we use the numbers to make sure that we keep going back and building relationships and being active and making sure that people are you know we're making people aware of us we're getting people to engage with us but I'm like you, like it's not just about going out and filling, you know, getting as many connections as, as you can. It's about meeting people and genuinely connecting with them. And instead of that being it, now we can meet, like 
you know, you're two hours down the road from me, but we can meet face to face and then continue our conversation on LinkedIn from a professional perspective. And it's completely okay to do that. People expect it. We're not trying to sell each other anything. We're just like, oh, I really connected with you and I'd love to stay in touch with you on yeah. LinkedIn. And I think that's a really beautiful, beautiful opportunity. But you've taken it one step further um, and you tell us about the beautiful content ecosystem that you've put in place using LinkedIn to, to promote some of your thought leadership content. Mm. So I'm, I, you mentioned the word accountability, I think, in your, what you were sharing there. So I just want to link it back to that because one of the other reasons that I signed up with you, besides the fact that I liked you, that's usually my first motivator. <laughs> oh, Jane, how can we play? <laughs> uh, but it was also to have someone to, it's almost like to have someone to be accountable to so that it would make me do things that I know I need to do but didn't necessarily have the confidence to do or to be and to be honest this little this next bit about content creation is almost like I felt behind on my promises so it was like when I it's too late you know so because we'd been in business for the amount of time we had I always had wanted to run and have done in different forms but wanted to run regular sort of meetups in some way shape or form with our people and I hadn't done that and the obstacles always were, it's like, you know, what's the venue you hold it in? How many, you know, how much do you pay for it? Do you charge people? Do you make it free? How much do you invest? You know, all those questions. So one of the gifts of COVID was suddenly everyone's comfortable with Zoom. Yay. And it's free. Yay. Can I afford an hour to hang out with people? Yes, I can. So it really was, and it literally was not long after you and I started working together and I went, oh, okay, I can, I can do this. So that's when our facilitator's guide is called Unpacked. And so that's when I thought, let's have the Unpack series where I get a guest in. So I know that we've, you know, there's a number of CCS users that have been long-time users but have areas of expertise that are valuable for people to hear about. My, another joy of mine, like I just love hearing, you know, other people's stories, let's tap into them, let's, you know, and let's join together and then share with our community. So I've been having, and that, so that literally is something that has come because you and I have worked together. And so we put, I put that in place last year and was doing those fortnightly and am doing those fortnightly and have so then my rhythm, which you've taught me, is so do the unpack session. The next week I do a blog based on what we've talked about so I can share that as well. And then the next time is then advertising my unpack session and then we do our next one. So that's a fortnightly thing and it just feels, I guess for me, it just hits all those good things because it's something that I just, I genuinely, I love and am passionate about. Yes. I'm connecting with my community in a way that is real for me and hope, hopefully useful for them as well. Yes. Uh, and then we had our very first one for the year. So I did have a break over Christmas and I had the first one last week. And I must admit, I, I had to, you know, it's like anything when you had that, you stuck in that, 
you know, I have, I've got to start again and that energy to restart is tough and I could feel that resistance and I'm going, and that again, the self-doubt comes in and is it going to, you know, what impacts are going to have and am I doing the right thing? And then we had this session, I mean, I had a brilliant guest on who was, who I, you know, we've known over a number of years and she was, had just such valuable things to say. But at the end of the session, we had someone stay on and just say, I just, she said, I can't tell you everything, but there was someone on this session who really needed to be here today. And she just gave us so much, you know, she just said, this was so important what you just did. Wow. And yeah, so Gosh, it's, that gives me goosebumps. all the levels. Yeah, so you and just that think, ticks, that's it. Oh, I was going to say that ticks your box yeah. because for you it's about having that impact and making sure that that you can I guess, create those situations where you can help someone in, in that, that mm. I guess, in that circumstance. And that's, it's so powerful to know that you have turned up and, and helped someone um, in that way and how amazing that you've been able to do that. And I completely get you in terms of taking a break from your content and getting out of that rhythm and just having to really re-energise yourself mm to get back on because that imposter syndrome or that, that self-doubt, and, and this is something that we have to kind of have to push ourselves to do or we have to push stuff out of the way to actually make sure that we're doing it. And, yeah. too, I think the not the fear, but I know like with me starting back the podcast this year, I was like I was kind of putting it back off. I was putting it off because I thought once I start, I'm in. Do you know what I mean? I'm in and it's weekly and it's this and it's this schedule and it's this commitment and it means that sometimes I'm going to show up on my insights and the numbers aren't going to be good and that's going to hurt and, you know, sometimes the numbers will be good, which will be great, but it's a freaking roller coaster and you can never, you know, (laughs) that's the scary bit. You're like, oh, God, but, but... You know, like I just think, I think of 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 how um, how that content kind of drove me, and it drove you, and it drove a lot of people through that COVID period, and that just that awareness and that rhythm, and the fact that people are now showing up and having those sorts of experiences—they're the things that move people down that that path of of that marketing journey of getting to know like trust you know that that emotional engagement they've had with you they're going to talk about you you know to other people Mm. this is the stuff and that stuff doesn't move quickly do you know what I mean there's there's only ever three percent of people that are ready to buy but if we can make sure that that our content rhythm is just in in place all the time. Hopefully, we're picking up that that three percent. You know when and and if they're they're ready to to buy. So apart from, uh, well, actually, first I'm going to ask the numbers. So there's there's obviously been a terrific impact on the the work that you're doing and the impact that that's having. But you've had some really good numbers in terms of the top of the funnel and the and the middle of the funnel around creating awareness and engagement because you've also got an email database which you already had established. And as you said, you've been repurposing and integrating kind of your two and maybe three different channels, your website where you're hosting the blog, um, LinkedIn where you've, you, you've actually, you're using LinkedIn to promote the fact that you're having the webinar to actually get people to come along to the event. 
Mm -hmm. Um, You're actually using your guest as well to actually help spread the news of that webinar. And then when people actually register on that webinar, they actually drop into your, you know, email email list as well. So you're gradually growing your email list. You're gradually growing your awareness by having the different guests. Um, what are some of the, and you don't actually have to say the, the numbers itself, but what are some of those kind of metrics that have been encouraging you along the ways in terms of whether it be website clicks or emails being, you know, gradually adding, you know, your email um, database gradually growing or, the, or maybe, you know, the amount of people that show up every fortnight? Mm. Are there any numbers that are encouraging there? Mm. Uh, well, definitely when we looked at the numbers, it were in terms of our mail, like you said, the people that the mail out that list, I think had increased. It was almost like 20%, which is fantastic. So it was even just making that a conscious thing that, you know, here, here's how I can grow it. Um, like I said, the LinkedIn connections definitely growing. I, don't, I, I couldn't tell you the numbers, but I definitely know again, that's that, that it's has growing. grown. Yeah, and it's interesting as you're saying because I I realise another one of the challenges I guess is is then also the time factor and and do yeah. I go back and check it? So clearly I haven't looked at my numbers to prepare for this call. You didn't uh, need but to. I threw have. that number. I threw that question in the in the mix. Yeah, but to be honest, and it's interesting. I guess it's like what your first questionnaire when you know it was like okay, you, a whole list of questions about you know what are your goals and your targets and your things and. And it became blatantly clear to me the reason that the business is like it is is because the motivation actually comes from more is that connection. So if I have one person that shows up, like I'm on a high when I had that feedback from last week, I go, that's enough. I can live on fresh air if I have that. I just want to know that. Do you know what I mean? So it's, but then it is obviously balancing the more, the more impact you have in that way, the better. So it's yes, also helping to do both. So I don't know if that is a question there. Yeah, it does. It does. And and I know certainly from the marketing point of view, so each month we all go through, uh, each month or each quarter we all go through, we've, we've got a monthly marketing measurement template that that, that um, we do our very best to, to fill in all of the different metrics each month just to see if we're creating more awareness of us, if we're creating more engagement, you know, if we're making sure we're feeding that top of the funnel to make sure that we've got those people kind of spitting out the bottom, knowing that that could take a little while Mm. to activate. Um, And sometimes, you know, a lot of the time when I say to people, you know, it might be six months or nine months into their marketing and I'll say, you know, we we obviously measure how many leads we're getting and, and, and how many sales we might be making as well. But we're not measuring that concurrently within the month. You know, we're not going, okay, well, this many people saw us on LinkedIn and we made this many sales because the sales cycle is not that long. You know, the, yeah. the, it's it's generally, I've seen your content for the last nine months and I've, you know, I've attended five of those webinars and now I'm just ringing mm. up to see if I can, mm-hmm. you know, organise some facilitation or get the cards or whatever. Um. Have you or do you do you feel encouraged? And this is, you know, answer this obviously very honestly. Do you feel encouraged that this kind of marketing will generally would will lead to 
the leads and the sales that you need to get for your business from a bottom line perspective? Do you feel like this is something that will plug in? It might not be dropping out the leads and the sales like hotcakes right now, but do you feel like it's headed in the right direction? I feel like it's headed in the right direction and I know there's more we can do. And I think right. so something I wanted that, that that's just prompted me to remember, and again, this has come from working with you, is I think it's just opening your eyes to go, where should we be seen? What are the opportunities? Who do I need to connect with? And looking at it differently. So what you have helped me to do is one of the groups that we're involved with is called um, ILP. So they're, uh, uh, now I'm they're learning professionals, Institute yes. of Learning Professionals. And again, this is through a connection. So as a long-term CCS user, he's now COO of, of ILP. Nice. So love, love him. So again, for us being a client, for them, ultimately we've now sponsored a page on their website and we're now working together. I don't think I would have had the confidence to do that had we not done our work together. And I think so, and now I feel like I show up differently to those meetings. So I think I would always have, (laughs) I perhaps wouldn't have had the confidence necessarily to to work in the way that we're working. Yes. And it's exciting. Like, it, again, it feels like I'm not just throwing something out into cyberspace and hoping it's something's going to happen, but I have a genuine connection with this person. I love their work. These are our people. So they have 4,500 members yes. who are absolutely targeted as our people. And I think I use that as my permission slip to not go on Facebook when I talk to you. But it's uh, such a valid point. Like essentially looking for those opportunities where your target audience already is. Why go to the broader market if you know you've got four or 5,000 people who are the type of people that, that are perfect for you sitting in a little group there waiting for you to drop in. You know, I think that's yeah. absolutely perfect. And I think that's a really good point because we start somewhere with our marketing, mm. but we don't set a, a plan in stone. We start somewhere and we get that going and then we go, right, what next? Now we've got that content going, you know, what next? And you've identified this is a great opportunity but because you're this far down the road, you're also, as you said, you have got the confidence to go and this is how I think we'll be able to kind of use mm. that, that relationship. And I think it's really important for people to know that it doesn't just start dropping out of the sky immediately. These things take time. And even for me, like it takes so much time and so much of me showing up. And Mm. then all of a sudden after doing that consistently, which I did last year, and then all of a sudden it will come, you know, it will rain in. And it's not like I did just do it last year. I've been doing it for years, but sometimes it really is that. Now we can expedite that. We can go and get $100,000 out of the bank and go nuts and just get, you know, go in every trade publication and every email and every Facebook and everything in the whole world. But when we don't have that budget, it's a slow and consistent burn in the right spots. Yeah. We look for those opportunities because we've done the strategic planning in the first place to go, what is it that I'm trying to do and who is it that I need to speak to? Because that's our true north. That's our guiding principles. And mm-hmm. as soon as you know that, you're identifying the right opportunities and going, okay, this is something that will suit my budget. This is something that will complement the, you know, the content that we're doing over here. 
So I'm so excited for you with this opportunity with the ILP. Did you say it is? ILP? Yeah. 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 That's awesome. That's so good. What advice would you give to another small business owner who, like, say, like rewind at 12 months is in a similar position to you, a little bit hesitant about marketing, mm-hmm. uh, might be sitting on the fence? What, what would your advice be to them about marketing? I think I, I tapped into the words that you said before about show up. Yeah. So um, I think the fit that, well, the message as we're talking through is <clears throat> that I'm hearing from myself is also about being authentic. So it has to be, if it's comfortable, if it's, it doesn't have to be comfortable because I know that, that, that sitting in comfort doesn't always get us places we need to go, but it has to be an area that you feel aligned to work in. And what I've loved about us working together also is you have definitely made me feel feel satisfied and comfortable that I am working in the area that I'm happy to, to be, so not pushing me to go. So, for example, Facebook, it's like, okay, well, let's just leave that. Yeah. So I love that and because that helps you to be more inspired. So it's going, how do I do this in a way that makes sense for me? Yes. And that enables you to then show up, yes. like you just said. And so, and what I've noticed about myself, I can show up authentically yes. and that helps make a difference. That makes a massive difference. Yeah. So it's, I think it just has to be do it in the way that works for you. So I don't think there's a right or wrong. And there's obviously guidance and there's, there's, parameters but it's like okay here's this open space what do we do with it how do we make the most of what you've got yeah yeah and yeah how do we leverage your assets like how do we leverage you and your ip and as you said um because i think originally we spoke about you doing creating some content videos so you getting on and kind of talking about the cards and talking about the facilitation and that sort of stuff and you just went, do you know what? I'm not really comfortable with that. And I'm not going to do it because, uh, you know, I, I, I can do it. I can force myself to do it, but I, I, I just know that I'll never prioritise it because I'm not comfortable. So you went, but, but what I am really comfortable with is doing, getting a video happening with a webinar with other experts in my industry that we can both use the cards, use the product, so it's still promoting the product, you were still, you know, highlighting you as a thought leader in that industry, but we're all, we're just involving somebody else as well. And you're, you feel so much more energized by that. You feel so much more comfortable and your yeah. content rhythm has been faultless. Like you have literally, you've showed up all the time. The numbers are increasing. You're building that email database and, you know, you talk about um, not liking Facebook. I think the rest of Australia just joined you um, last week when they decided to cancel all the the media um, pages and and not being, you know, people now can't share any news via Facebook. I think people are very miffed. But what that said to me, regardless of that that decision, um, something that we always say to small businesses is just don't put all your eggs in one basket. You know, it's so important to really have a diverse range of talent, ch- channels and an open mind to here's all the different things that we could be doing. Let's work with what we're comfortable with, but make sure that we've got a backup you're building this beautiful email marketing database where you can nurture relationships and really kind of use that very effectively with your marketing and, and that's growing beautifully. 
once you're kind of building up that relationship with people, you know, you really have, um, you're in quite a powerful position to be able to kind of then, um, you know, do more business with with the people on that email database because they're kind of opting in. You know that they're qualified leads. We're not just going out to the big bad world of, you know, LinkedIn or Facebook or, you know, outdoor advertising with all the cars driving past, whatever. Um, mm. So it's very targeted. So you're, you've kind of got this ecosystem and, and now this potential partnership or that leverage of, of the ILP and um, this, this, this bank of webinars, which is all this beautiful content and blog posts that you can put on your website, which is another area that you're really building. And so you're building up the SEO capabilities of your website and all the rest. So you are building this beautiful um, ecosystem that you feel entirely comfortable with. So well done, Leonie. We love your work. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jane. That's all right. Now, now, if any of our listeners would like to actually find out more about CC Corporation or find out more about some of these beautiful products that you use to help facilitate communications, where can they find you? Thank you, Jane. So you can just go to ccs.cards. Perfect. And you're also on LinkedIn. If they want to find you on LinkedIn, yes. who do they have to search for? Yeah, so it's just me. Look at her. I feel like you're training. Leonie, say it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, just Leonie, Leonie Cut. So I'm just on, yeah, on LinkedIn. Yes, and she does a wonderful job. And potentially if you're interested in this space, um, you may like to register for one of her fabulous webinars, which are getting the rave reviews, which is awesome. So, Thank you so much for your time, Leonie. Really appreciate your insight and um, feedback there and, and your truth about your experience with marketing. Really appreciate it. Ah, thank you, Jane. It's fabulous. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the How To Do Marketing Show. Hey, if you're really enjoying these episodes and feel like they are helping you become a better marketer, head into your podcast app and hit subscribe. That way you won't miss an episode and the marketing goodness will just keep flowing in. And if you know a small business owner who you think might also find this episode helpful or any of the other episodes helpful, please grab a screenshot of the episode and send it over to them. And of course, I always love to hear back from you in the form of ratings and review. It uh, helps other businesses find the podcast and it also makes me smile. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, everybody, happy marketing. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 